Michiganders can be a superstitious bunch. We find all sorts of reasons to explain the world around us, sometimes pulling from science, sometimes tradition, and sometimes from our imaginations. What happens when we can't readily explain our experiences, and what happens when a ghost story gets out of hand? Do these legends stem entirely from fantasy, or are people seeing things no one can truly explain? I'm Krista K. Coburn. And I'm Kay Gray. Welcome to Haunted Mitten. Imagine it's near sunset. You're in the woods. It's quiet. You're surrounded by tall trees on all sides but one. In front of you is a metal barrier that discourages you from traveling down a clear dirt path that stretches into the distance. And where that path meets the horizon, you see it. A light flickers to life. Welcome to the Paulding Light. The Paulding Light, also known as the Lights of Paulding or the Dog Meadow Light, is located in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan between Paulding and Watersmeet off US 45 on Robbins Pond Road slash Old US 45. Stories first began circulating in the 1960s. According to Wikipedia, the first recorded sighting of the Paulding Light was in 1966 when a group of teenagers reported the light to a local sheriff. Since then, a number of other individuals have reported seeing the light, which is said to appear nearly every night at the site. We actually visited the Paulding Light in 2011. Bring bug spray and make sure you don't need a restroom because there is not a toilet around for miles. I peed twice in those woods. and We were not alone either. A lot of people joined us as the evening went on. It was awesome. We took a trip up to the UP. Uh, to do a whirl, a four-day whirlwind tour of all the weird crap yeah. <laughs> in the UP. The Paulding Light being the like creme de la creme of our of our time up there. Yeah, sort of the, the highlight, I guess. Yeah, um, it, it was definitely a a must stop for us. Yes. Oh, for sure. Man, what was it? Ten hours of driving. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from like, Ann Arbor like- to um, Houghton. Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And then making sure we got to the Paulding Light by sunset. Mm-hmm. Staying there for like hours upon hours. I yeah, totally we lost the- track of time. And then having to trudge back to our very strange motel. Yes. We had some wonderful um, places to stay up there. Oh, we had some weird ones, that's for yeah, sure. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's get into it so 1960s so okay so let's start with i've been going through the youtube lists and lists and lists of the Paulding light and half of them there's a lot more than anything we've done there's a lot of youtube on this oh yeah and half of them are like look at this mystery of this Paulding light and half of them are like those people are stupid here it is debunked right (laughs) it's really this is like a contentious issue for michiganders it does, yeah, it does seem to be, doesn't it? Yeah. So I watched a number of them. Some were doing like ghost investigations. Some were debunking it with their car headlights. Uh, one guy flo- flew a drone over the whole trail, which I thought was really cool. It gave me like a better perspective. Oh, I'd like to see that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then one was this dude debunking from basically armchair debunking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. And he was kind of a jerk about it. So. Yeah. A lot of people are jerks about it. Yeah. But I don't know why. Why? Yeah. I don't know why people are so passionate about this. I mean, I think like I'm passionate in that this is really cool. And if we don't know what it is, that's awesome. This is a real life yeah. mystery that you can come see basically every night. Yeah. And my dog will be barking throughout most of this. Um, and with like, you can see it every, almost every night, super regular and reliable. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Why do you have to rat on the yeah. people that want it to be a mystery? And one of the things too is like, uh, what it says the first group was it with teenagers to report the light yeah well, the light that they were reporting was not necessarily what people are seeing and debunking today which i like because i think it's worth going and just listening to people's stories because it was a lot of um like older folks like people 20 30 years older than us yeah we were probably the youngest people there that night yeah yeah I, which i was uh surprised uh, for one i was surprised there were so many people Right. We were the first to arrive, and then a like a crowd came afterwards. And then a tour bus came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is just this is like the place to hang out. You bring some drinks, you hang out, you chat. You, I mean, just, it, I was really blown away by that. Yeah. Uh, and some of the people were saying, "Oh, yeah, this this used to be a makeout spot." You know, back when I was a teenager, <laughs> me, and, me and my girl would come up here. Um, but it wasn't the spot we were at. It was further down the track. Yes. Which the track, it's a clearing for power lines. Is that right. am I wrong? Okay. Um, that's why it's this just straight barren. Yeah. It's, it's for miles. Everybody calls it a trail, but it's just to make sure the power lines don't hit trees. Yeah. Because you are, you are in the middle of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> miles and miles and miles. Like, you can't even imagine if you're from the Lower Peninsula. Um, so they were saying it used to be further down, but then well, back in the 80s or something, there was this big storm. It got all washed out it's not safe to go down there anymore. And so mm-hmm. that's why they have the, the metal railing. So they were saying like, you know, this isn't even the spot. The spot is further down. Right. And it would come right up to their cars and like dance around their cars. It wasn't just this light in the distance. Yeah. It, it actually so, moved. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, are, is it the same light? You know, is the light that we saw or the other people are seeing in the distance, maybe that's from cars. But this other light clearly is not from cars coming right. up, you know, dancing around. And uh, what one person said, it um, danced along the power lines. Yes. Which sounds like ball lightning to me, which is incredibly rare. Right. Which is in itself is like its own mystery. So that's still right. pretty awesome. Right. We don't really know what that's about. So, you know, what is the Paulding light? Are there multiple light phenomenons happening here? Is it all the same light? I don't know. I, and that's what I find so interesting is that there are all these different stories. And well, so all, I, these, all these guys may be debunking. Maybe that's not even the real light. Right. Or maybe they're not in the right spot or like there's a ton of different things. And I was looking, I'm on uh, Wikipedia and I looked up US Route 45, which is the main stretch of road, the only stretch of road that goes past there where uh, the mm-hmm. plotting light has been seen. And I wanted to see, first of all, if a highway even existed back when the Paulding light was first seen, because then I, you know, I wanted to be like, look, it's not car lights. It's debuted on Michigan maps in 1935. So it's been there quite some time. Okay. Um, But here's the thing. 
Let me read a little bit. Uh, a rerouting in late 1971 moved the U.S. 45 designation along M26 between Rockland and Greenland. From Greenland, U.S. 45 followed Ontonagon Greenland Road to Ontonagon. In late 1973, M. reversed the rerouting. U.S. 45 was restored was restored to its previous uh, routing on Rockland Road between Rockland and Ontonagon, and M. 26 was reextended south from Greenland and Rockland. M. 38. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, so things have changed. Not necessarily like directly in that path but things have changed and if you go to google maps and there's a whole like you can just type in you can just search the balding light and it will come up like that's how popular this is i think that's Uh, how we found it i think that's how we found it too you can see there are two different roads there is the current 45 route 45 and uh or us 45 and the old us 45 yeah what you stand along is old us 45 and that's the one that the power lines follow. Yep. And it was it followed uh, pretty parallel. Yes. From what I remember. Um, except actually, ex- uh, for the for the length of the distance between the Paulding light and Paulding itself. Okay. So it curves really wide. Oh, I see it from Paulding to the Paulding light, and it doesn't meet that old US forty five until Running Bear Resort. Which oh, yeah. I don't know how many miles I can look that up right now, but well, that's pretty far. Hey, they got free Wi-Fi, right? How come we didn't stay there? I'm not we sure it existed back then. <laughs> yeah, or it didn't exist, or there was no way we could afford it. Uh, so that is via the current US 45. It's 4.9 miles between Running Bear Resort and the Paulding Light, and okay. using the old US 45, it's 5.5 miles. Okay, so about roughly five miles. Yeah. That's a distance. That's a distance. <laughs> to be able to see headlights. And I'm wondering if the differences in what people have seen are the differences in, like, old 45 versus new new 45, current 45. Mm-hmm. Um, being part of it, if the rerouting of that part of the um, highway had anything to do with it. And I would love to know if at that five miles away you could park your car on new 45 where most of the cars would be traveling these days yeah oh yeah um and see from the paulding light spot well if you turn on the um satellite view um you can see that straight shot i mean it's straight as an arrow yeah and then it does it does curve that's the thing i mean there's i guess i think that's a driveway actually so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple, yeah. Like, what are you, what are we seeing? Is it where old 45 curves back and then kind of joins up? But also, like, it that light was basically steady. Right. Uh, and that was going to be, like, the next point was, okay, it's headlights. I don't think there's enough people traveling 45 every single night to yeah. have a, a steady stream of headlights. Especially old 45, like, really? Yeah. And they showed an intersection in the Michigan Tech video, which I know I've shared on our social media. Um, they showed an intersection. It was people stopping. But what intersection was that? Do you know? I don't know. I'm going to find that video again. Because I'm following this and it curves before it gets to an intersection that I can see. But, I mean, they show you in the video. Yeah, look through here. You can see the intersection. Um, he's just standing at the guardrail with the telescope. Like, it, it, right, right, right. You know, and it's yeah, not yeah. a special kind of telescope, not really, that like, you know, 
you can only access if you're an astronomer. It's just a telescope. Yeah, they like just probably like, like, like one I could check out of the library or something. Right. They probably got it from their library or like their astronomy department. Right. Because they show the intersection, you can see the cars stopping and and um, and driving. Yeah. But I thought, is there really that much traffic? And it didn't show as a straightaway either, where it's like you're seeing these cars coming at you for miles. Right. Because the light does sort of grow and shrink and, and sort of flicker a little bit. Um, mm. It can it shifts in colors. It does, and it shifts to colors that aren't on cars. <laughs> well, yeah, because we saw some green. Yeah. And and blue, although blue can be tough because that can also be related to white. Yeah, blue could be tough, um, especially with like modern LED headlights and things. Yeah. Someone's got some halogens, it's going to look different. Yeah. So I get the changes in different kinds of like white light. That's, you know, yes. sure, that yeah. could be headlights, but. And of course, the red would be taillights, but like, are taillights that bright? I don't you know. See them from miles away? I don't know. I mean, on a flat road in in clear conditions, yeah, I totally believe that you can see those from five miles away. Yeah, if I'm on the highway, yeah, I will see them. But like, but this is a very hilly area. Yeah, you're watching it from at the bottom of one of one hill, or at the the middle it's, of one hill. Yeah, it's a bit of a rise, kind of. Yeah, and then yeah, in front of it, just kind of it goes down and it goes up and down. It's it's a straightaway, but not in terms of elevation. <laughs> yeah. So you do lose sight of it. If you move forward and if you go into a little valley, you will lose sight of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And we did when we started walking and then there were bears and we had to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone's like, oh, there are bears up there. You guys probably want to turn around. Oh, correct. We're yes, like, we oh. oh, yeah, this is the All UP. Right. Huh? Bears. Oh, oh, that's right. Bears live here. <laughs> yeah. I never saw bears, but uh, my parents... Went used to go camping up there quite a bit, and they would have bears come into their campsite. Yeah, dogs went nuts. Oh, I bet. Either either to defend or to play with. Right, and then my mom was like, you know, hunkered on the ground, like throwing her body over the dogs to keep them so they don't attract the bear. Yeah, it was a very funny image in my head when they came back and told me. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was my dog who'd be like, "Oh, giant friend, giant friend, let's play." Um, all right, should we talk a little bit about? like the legends yeah um because uh, there i even heard i've heard more legends since i started working on this episode excellent um because we've been watching a lot of youtube videos in quarantine yep that's what you do yeah pretty much you know i never did find out why it was called the dog meadow light is that what the meadow because you're not in a meadow you're in the woods and I've never heard it called the dog meadow light except in things when people are like also known as like but no one actually calls it that right I'm um, looking for... So I was wondering if that was part of the folklore. Maybe. Excellent. <laughs> I have no Who idea. Who knows why it's a, a, allegedly also known as the dog meadow light? Let us know. Because I'm yeah. very curious. I just, I see that a lot, but I only see it as the also known as. But no, I've never heard anyone actually just call it that. Right. Well, let's see, there's a Bluff Creek next to it. There's a Beaver Pond. Sucker Creek, which is like a great name for that. <laughs> Sounds like it has leeches in it. Right. Matheson Creek, Rock Bluff Falls, Paulding Creek. I have no idea where. Hmm. Interesting. That comes from. Well, I can read the most. It's the most popular legend. It's the one I hear the most often. Yeah. 
Um, I'll just read it straight from Wikipedia because they're pretty concise with it. Although stories related to the light vary, the most popular legend involves the death of a railroad brakeman. The legend states that the valley once contained railroad tracks, and the light is the lantern of the brakeman who was killed while attempting to stop an oncoming train from colliding with railway cars stopped on the tracks. Another story claims the light is the ghost of a slain mail courier, while another says that it is the ghost of an Indian dancing on the power lines that run through the valley. According to John Carlyle of the Detroit Free Press, one legend is that it is a grandparent looking for the lost grandchild with a lantern that needs constant relighting, the reason the light seems to come and go. And I have heard some of those, of those later ones on some of the videos I've seen recently, but they're not ones I typically hear. Usually it's the railroad brakeman. That is by far the most popular legend. Yeah, and then um, I was watching a video. I was watching my new favorite couple in the world. Um, <laughs> so I was watching uh, this video that, of course, I can't find now. Excellent. This uh, YouTube series that this lovely retired couple does. They, they basically drive their RV around the country and talk about myths and legends. It's called Myths... Uh, Myths, monsters, myths, and mysteries of Michigan's UP. And oh. for for my wonderful mouth that is very hard to pronounce. Um, by RV Lifestyle. Oh. And so they related a myth that's basically the Brakeman story, except the Brakeman somehow got his head cut off. I've heard that a lot too, that he lost his head, but no one has ever said like why. Yeah. Like that's how he died. I've heard that he um was killed by being squished when the yeah. two trains collided. Um, I've read that, yeah, his head was cut off, which, I mean, maybe if you're being squished between two trains, but at that point, who cares? You're squished between two trains. Um, I read one that he he failed to change the line. Yeah. And that's why the collision occurred. Like, I've heard a lot of different little bits of, around him, but they all agree, Brakeman. Right. Um, I don't know that there actually has been a railway through there, though. I have no idea. It's so hard to find history of this place. There is. A lot of the history that I learned was from talking to people. And a lot of the stuff on the Wikipedia page it honestly just backs up what they told me. Um, and I don't know that this page existed back then. There wasn't as much online as there is now. It was almost 10 years ago. My God. <laughs> But I find it interesting. Uh, I did hear one, an, another kind of version of the Native American that um, he lost his grandchild. So that's kind of like a coming together of the two. Okay. The, the dancing on the power lines thing. I think the only place I've seen that is Wikipedia. But I find that interesting because all of those people told us that they saw light dancing along the power lines. Mm -hmm. um, why someone was like, oh, that's clearly a Native American. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know what that. I don't about. know how they jumped to that conclusion, but okay, yeah, super weird. And why would why would a person be doing that anyway? Like it's just weird. <laughs> I feel like that is just so weird and random. But it does make mention of what other witnesses told us that there there was light coming along the power lines, which honestly, the way they're describing it, it sounds like ball lightning. It really, really does. Yeah, everything they were saying, I'm like, God, okay, that's that's ball lightning. I found the Atlas Obscura page for for the Paulding Light. Oh, that's right. I think we, oh, did we find that back then? I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure this existed back then. Yeah, I'm trying, like, I don't remember. Yeah, 
But I'm try I'm just trying to find any history on the city on the little like tiny town of Paulding and there's I we would have to go there again and like ask. Well, and I remember people uh, like the, the people who were telling us oh this was a great makeout spot back in the day. Yeah. Um, I remember them saying they used to park at the bridge and it was the the bridge had washed out that's why you couldn't go down there anymore. Right. Um, now where this bridge was, I don't know. I don't know either. Like I can't find anywhere the way the way it's configured now, I don't even know where this bridge would have been. But we were at the turnoff. They said you used to, you know, used to come in here. This uh, barrier wasn't here. You would drive down. Um, yeah, it was really private. It's, yeah, it was very private. There's nothing out there. Yeah, yeah, um, don't. Yeah, no worries. Now maybe it's not such a great makeout spot because all these people come to see the Paulding Light. But certainly yeah. back in the day when that barrier wasn't there and this wasn't such a tourist spot. Oh yeah, great makeout spot. Absolutely, bears and all. Bears and all. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where a bridge would be, and I presume it would be over water, right? Not just like a big dip in the land. Well, I would think so because they said it was washed out. Oh, that's true. So it, I assume it was over water or very close to water, at the very least. Well, the um, first water that you come to along that route is the Paulding Pond campground and there's water on both sides of old 45 and current 45. That's pretty far down the track. You probably it's wouldn't really far there. Yeah. Um, it also could have been just you know a flash flood from a really torrential rain and had nothing to do with a river. It could have been a, a bridge over a ditch. Um, I don't remember whether or not they specified. If you kept following, you know, if that barrier wasn't there and you kept following it, you would have you would have come to a bridge back in the 60s, yeah. 70s, and um, that was where you parked to make out. But yeah, I really, I really wish that we, I wish there was more written about yeah. it. And yeah. I kind of understand why there's not, because it's really way out there. Paulding and Watersmeet are tiny, and it really is, like, it's kind of, obviously it's a, it's a visual thing, but it's also, like, oral tradition. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I, that's, I mean, I think that's where it started. Now, could it have started as some teenagers just made up this story and told it amongst themselves and it became this urban legend? Yeah, yeah. Sure. It, absolutely, it could be. And, you know, now that just coincidentally there's this light there as well and um, other things like ball lightning have popped up and that just bolstered the tale. Yeah, that could be. I don't know. That's what I find interesting. Like, any of the explanations I come up with, I think are all interesting. Oh, Yeah. Um, even if it's not like a ghost light, I'm still super interested in what it's about, you know? And like that video that I found back when we first went up there on mm -hmm. YouTube that I cannot find, and I'm all I can assume is that it was has been taken down, was that it was like, yeah, light bending and you had to be standing at just the right spot and the light would bend and come around and you would see the light. So you weren't actually seeing the lights from the highway you were seeing like how they bent through the air so like that light you were seeing wasn't where the car actually was the car was actually over on the highway and somehow due to atmospheric conditions the light bent and you were able to see it from this one position yeah that if that's true that's cool science is that's, cool yeah that's awesome like science got weird with it and i'm and i'm here for it yeah absolutely i feel like you probably would need some moisture in the air for that to happen um yeah and this light is too regular for that it's the regularity that is strange so that's why i think there could be something to the headlights thing it's mm -hmm. just that 
there just aren't that many. Like, we were there. There aren't that many cars. There's really not. Like, we were driving we were driving to it and then from it, and, and it was us. Yeah, like, we really didn't encounter many cars. And that was before the sunset. I, you know, after dark, there are going to be even less cars. Yeah. And, and certainly back in the prior decades, there would have been even less traffic. So, yeah, I just find that interesting. But I, I, I suspect, my personal theory is that there are multiple things going on here that we are calling the polling light. So, like, maybe the polling lights would be a better, better. <laughs> I don't know. I, I personally yeah. think there's more than just one thing happening here. I can see that for sure. Um, just because it started well after or supposedly started well after um cars were in wide use because it's in the 60s um yeah. it could definitely be headlights it could be yeah like light refraction from who knows where but yeah I, I believe it said 45 but mm-hmm. as we've said there's old 45 there's new 45 so i, I don't know which one they were referring yeah. to you know i wanted to go back and look at it because i thought that was a really interesting explanation mm-hmm. cannot find it anywhere and maybe, I mean, maybe that account expired or they closed it down for whatever reason. The video was removed. Or maybe it was debunked and they just took it down. Who knows? Sure, who does? Um, but yeah, I, I tried and tried and tried and I couldn't find it. Factor faked. I, I thought they did some interesting things. The problem is with them is it's a TV show. Right. So I, I do take that with a bit of grain of salt because they do get a little sensational with it. Hmm. Um, but it was interesting that they kept one team at the, at the base, so to speak, where you park your car, where the barrier is. And then two other team members just walked down the track to see if they could walk and actually encounter the light. And they yeah. lost sight of it. So if it was headlights, shouldn't they have still seen them? In fact, shouldn't they have just gotten brighter because they were getting closer? And they went down pretty far, too. They did. And then they ended up taking the ATV down there. Oh, yeah, that's right. So they could go further. Yeah. And... um they did the experiment with the car headlights at where they kind of triangulated where the light would be originating from. And the, the other half of the team at the uh, viewing point couldn't see those headlights, but so they would like turn the car on and off and they would flash the brights and you know, the things you do to. Yeah. But these other people, uh, the Fox Valley ghost hunters uh, tried the same thing and they saw the headlights. I think tech might have to with the telescope. Yeah. But I, I don't know what their telescope was trained on, and I wish I did. Right. Um, I, I have the question of, okay, were, were all of you in, like, judging from the same origin point? Yeah. And did they all park at the same spot? Yeah. Um, supposedly, Factor Fake did block the highway. They got the local sheriffs to block the highway in both directions, so no cars were going. Yeah. And the people at base still saw a light when they were, and were they just, were they blocking the wrong part of the highway? I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. TV show. I mean, they could be, they could have been straight up lying. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or, I mean, they certainly sensationalized. I don't know if I necessarily want to accuse them of straight up lying, but they were definitely sensationalizing things, of course. Right. TV is TV, especially yeah. paranormal TV. You kind of, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. The soundtrack was just good, good gravy. <laughs> The soundtrack to that entire show was something yeah, else. Everything was like high energy and stressful and oh, it was worse than a horror movie. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking at all the articles I can about the light and they all say the same thing. Yeah, that was the problem I had was I found a lot 
but it all says the same stuff, yep. which is not helpful. <laughs> no, and I'm like, we can't be the first people to want to do deep research on this, right? Like, we can't possibly be the, the first. No. Um, that would be nuts, but apparently we are, and we yes. can't get anywhere either. And, like, the people from tech, like, they're like, well, we'll just go out there and, and uh, you know, bring a telescope and see what we see. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they can't have been the first people to do that. Right. Maybe the first people to post it to YouTube. Didn't some people have binoculars when we were there? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, they were not Wait. the first people to do that. Didn't we have binoculars when we were there? That's what I was thinking. I was like, did we bring pause binoculars? We might have brought pause binoculars. I think that we did. And, yeah, all, I mean, all you see is just... The trees and the light takes up more of you. Yeah, you're right. I'm pretty sure we did bring pause binoculars. I'm I don't sure know if we had them. I don't know if anyone brought a telescope when we were there, but mm, I know, don't think so. People have thought to do this. People have walked down the track. They've taken ATVs down the track. They've brought binoculars. Like they've looked. So yeah, I don't know what's gone. I don't know, man. But it's really cool. It's fun. Like I, if you're in the UP, I definitely suggest check it out. Bring a telescope. Bring binoculars. Bring bug spray. Oh, bring the bug spray. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, and be prepared spray. to pee in the woods. <laughs> I was not the only one who peed in the woods, either. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, People were bringing uh, beers, wine. I mean, it was a party. Yeah. And, and they came to party. Um, and it, it was a very festive, jovial atmosphere. And, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> it was basically, yeah, just a group of like 50 of us all just having a blast watching this crazy light down the way and, yeah. and enjoying company with other people that like that like weird shit. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of locals say, oh, I was, I was, we, or, or I remember there was a guy and, and his wife and it was like, oh, we were here in the 70s or something back when we were dating. Yeah. And yeah. Just a lot of stories. It was, it was fun. I was disappointed we didn't see the lights, you know, come right up. But a lot of people said, oh, yeah, some nights they come right up to the barrier. Um, and that's nuts. And granted, I have no idea if those people were playing with us. But <laughs> no. I would like to believe that they weren't. Well, and I find, like, if everyone was kind of yeah. making up stories, that I find a little a little odd. Right. But there was the one couple that said, oh, yeah, you know, we used to go down there in the 60s or whenever. And yeah, we used to make out at the bridge and someone else was like, oh, I remember the bridge. Um, yeah. So, you know, if there was, if it was, if they were all in on it, that's pretty elaborate. Right, also, right, right, right. Why would they be putting on this show for us? I don't know. Yeah. No, you, so, you have a very good point. Like some people, yeah, they could have been lying or they could have been exaggerating, but everyone and, you know, everyone's saying like, oh yeah, I remember that. Right. Like, oh gosh. You know, and like, you know, going off and they're reminiscing and stuff. It just, that's pretty elaborate for right for this situation no no no. you're right yeah um i'm looking up now uh the other like mysterious lights that are around the u.s mm-hmm. um probably the probably the most known other than the paulding light would be the brown mountain lights in north carolina and it's kind of the same deal in that a lot of people think they're headlights but these lights appear essentially just over or at the top of some trees on a mountain in the middle of the mountains there's not there, there's not roads there <laughs> right at least with paulding there there are roads yeah there are not many roads in fact, yeah, most yeah. of the roads that go through here uh run north south you know you don't find an east west one for uh several miles 
And then there's the St. Louis light, which is another ghost train light. Oh, St. Louis in Saskatchewan. Oh. So uh, basically the same thing, like the headlight of an old-fashioned train. Will-o'-the-wisp comes up. Ah. This kind of idea. Like an, um, Wikipedia describes it as an as an atmospheric ghost light seen by travelers at night, especially over bogs, swamps, or marshes. Uh, guess mm-hmm. what's along Old 45? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a swamp, guys. Yeah. Weird. Or, or a marsh, because we're in the north. But And that's like another is it paranormal, is it not kind of thing. But it comes from European folklore. Yes, yes. And that could, the people who are, who are parked down by this bridge that's no longer there, that could have been what was happening with them, the lights mm-hmm. coming up around their car, because um, I'm assuming the bridge was over water, just uh, given the terrain. Yeah. We know, that it's, we know that it's a wet So yeah, that could have been what, that could have been the lights that were coming up to their cars, dancing around their cars that freaked them out. Yeah. Um, because that is not, I mean, it's, it's not an uncommon phenomenon, but it's not like every day. I mean, I grew up around bogs, and I didn't. I never saw them ever. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I definitely have never seen one. Just like I've never seen ball lightning. Just, just yeah, like no, I've never no. seen a whole bunch of other like really wild and yet perfectly able to be explained by a scientific, you know, by science things. Wait, in fact, like, have we seen like ball lightning? Um, just we oh. the human race. You know what's really strange is maybe like last year, somebody posted a video on Reddit uh, in like one of the one of the weird subreddits I follow, like high strangeness or something of this glowing light during a thunderstorm, basically passing by her house. Oh, wow. And it was reviewed, obviously, by the people of, you know, Reddit. (laughs) But also, oh. Scientists capture the first ever footage of ball lightning. However, it is from the Daily Mail, so we'll see about that. Uh, yeah. Well, I just saw, because I looked it up online, um, it's been associated with earthquakes. Yeah, and I don't know why. Interesting. Science doesn't seem to know why either. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, there are lots of theories, um, but yeah, interesting. And it's not it's not a super active area, but we do occasionally get earthquakes nothing like you know when people think ah earthquake it's nothing like that right and that's why i'm like huh well i'm from the land of earthquakes i've never seen ball lightning (laughs) yeah that's you which i mean ball lightning is really cool that's fascinating if that's what people were seeing you know when they're talking about dancing along the power lines that's cool right super cool i love it i would love to see that why was it happening i don't know and and science doesn't really seem to know either the same with Will of the Wisps. Like, we have some solid theories, um, but I don't know that anyone has come forth and said, yep, 100%, absolutely, that is what is happening. We can explain this. We know it. We can anticipate it. I don't think we've reached that point. But I know in, in the 19th century, we have reports of ball lightning. Um, so this is an old phenomenon. Usually it was associated with thunderstorms. Right. Um, a lot of Which makes sense. Course. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they get, they can get some pretty wicked storms up north, too, in the UP. Oh, for sure. Um, just around the Great Lakes in general. They can get some pretty nasty storms. And we were there in the fall, end of summer? We were there in August. Okay. Which is a stormy time. Yeah, um, the very end of August. Certainly is off of Lake Michigan. It's very stormy. Mm. Um, Lake Superior is notoriously stormy in November. It's been immortalized in song. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia here says, owing to inconsistencies and to the lack of 
of reliable data, the existence of ball lightning as a phenomenon remains unproven. If what they were seeing dancing, dancing in quotes along this power line was ball lightning, like that's cool. Why? Right. <laughs> Why were they following the power line? And I've heard that before that it can follow power lines. Yeah, which I guess right. makes sense because it both like they conduct electricity. So I mean, they're insulated, hopefully. True. But <laughs> but yeah, um, that if they're if it's you know if there are will o' the wisps and and ball lightning is happening in this area and happening often enough that multiple people have witnessed it over time, why? Yeah. What what's up? I mean, bogs can produce will o' the wisps. Supposedly, I've never seen them. So that's cool. Right, and <laughs> then, then like the something about the sun with like high levels of moisture as it's setting can create essentially uh, an upside down image of itself yeah. in the air. But that doesn't explain after dark. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there are a few things. I know in Factor Fake they they did um they did a lot of stuff that I was like I, having seen the light, I was like, well that's clearly good on you for being thorough, but that's not it. Oh um, yeah, same here. <laughs> I was um, like, nah. Yeah, I like some they were like, oh, some people have, have claimed it's just a low-flying plane. And I was like, well, those people have not seen it <laughs> because it's clearly yeah. not a low-flying plane. Um, uh, God, I hope you're not flying your plane that low. That would be terrible. Uh, yeah, because um, you're about to crash. Yes. <laughs> um, and that track is not wide enough for a plane. No one no one oh, would be no. sitting there. No. Um, but yeah, they got up in a plane and they flew around and no, 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 you, it's not a plane. Um, and they did some other stuff I felt was kind of gimmicky. But, like I said, hats off for being thorough, guys. I guess. Right, for sure. It, it is definitely a uh, terrestrial, I guess I'm going to say, for lack of a better word. It's definitely along the ground, around the ground. Um, do I think it was a brakeman? Eh, that, to me, smacks of somebody saw a thing and then came up with the story later. That's what a lot of these sound like. Somebody saw a light and were like, oh, what? what was it? And somebody else was like, oh, ha, yeah, it was, I'm going to make up a story on the spot and tell you, and it's going to become urban legend now. Like, any of these uh, folktale explanations for the light, I I think they're just that. They're urban legends, they're folktales. I don't think there's any, I could. I certainly couldn't find any historical basis for them. And I thought that we had read at the time that there had, had not been a railroad through there, or at least there was I remember a- reading that uh, as well. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking to see if I can find a map. Like old timey railroad maps. Yeah, I was going over the um, the satellite view on Google Maps, and I mm-hmm. don't, I don't see any. Granted, you know it's a little blurry the, you know, closer you zoom in, but I would expect there to still be evidence of that if there were a railroad through there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fairly close to Houghton. I always look at like, okay, well, what would it be connecting? Yeah, um, it's pretty close to the Wisconsin border. It is very very skinny. So, could it could there have been a railroad connecting Houghton to Wisconsin? Maybe I say there probably was at one time, but I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. in that case, like I I'm gonna say probably because I believe that Houghton, and we should ask our we should have asked our friends who went to Michigan Tech. I believe there is a railroad. I'm pretty sure. I think we saw it through Houghton. I think we drove it up now. I mean, certainly up there, um, it would be very easy to just take a ship. If you were shipping, haha, shipping things, you would use a <laughs> ship, I would think. Um, if you were trying to get something from like Copper Harbor to um, 
Wisconsin, um, like Duluth is there. I, I think you would probably just use a ship. I don't, I don't think you're going to mess with a railroad. Probably not. And it doesn't look like there was, oh, there's water to me. Yeah, I'm trying to find like the major cities, uh, Wisconsin cities in that area. And like Duluth is right on the water there. I don't know how big Iron Mountain is, but it does show me Iron Mountain on the map. It also shows me Escanaba, which I know is not a big place, but it is a port. It's a port, yeah. Well, I found a railroad that does go between Watersmeet and Paulding okay. as of 1900. However, it goes east to west. Okay. so Not north-south. And when you're at, when you're standing there, you're looking north, aren't you? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, because you're standing... the road stops. Yeah, you're basically, you're facing towards Paulding from Watersmeet because you're closer to Watersmeet. I suspect that's why it's called the Paulding Light. Probably. It's not like one town is like the major city. No, they're both very tiny. So right probably where that squiggly line is where it says Boniface is probably roughly where the railroad was. But again, east to west, not north to south, and definitely not the direction of the Paulding Light. Yep. I could be wrong. Listeners with more experience in the history of the UP, please help. This is research I'm doing as we speak, because I just thought to look for railroads. <laughs> well, a lot of it, too, is like, I, I mean, you can try looking for death records, but a lot of it's just, it's a shot in the dark. And it's a story I, I just don't, I don't think it holds a lot of water. No, I don't either. Which is totally fine. Like, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be true. I mean, if somebody does have, oh, yes, here's his death certificate, please, I would love to see that. But, yeah, I mean, from what I could find, yeah, everything I'm finding is references to the legend, not yeah, actually. I'm, I'm sure it will be, yeah. And again, like, they just repeat themselves over and over and over again. Right, that, that's been my biggest frustration. Yeah, yeah, I'd be curious to see, you know, who's the original, but I suspect it's just uh, oral, oral tradition. That's the original, and most yeah. people have copied it down, and that's what it is. And usually when people repeat the same story over and over again, I'm like, Okay, well, there's probably not too much here then. Right. Um, Which, uh, um, I want to get a little weird with it for a second, because I've been, uh, during quarantine, I've been, you know, getting into a slightly weirder side of life than I normally do. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Get weird with it. Yeah, let's get weird. Not like Tenny weird. Sorry, Tenny. No, you know you're weird. <laughs> um, you know how weird you are. Um, but just a little bit. So... Could it be that somebody, that this group of teenagers or something, and enough people saw this light they couldn't explain, and then even after roads had been switched, even after, you know, towns had grown, towns had died, whatever, that it could have created the phenomenon that we see just by, essentially like a tulpa, just by people believing in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could absolutely be a thing, too. I honestly suspect a lot of things are probably tulpas. Human belief it can be really strong, as we have learned in the past year, um, <laughs> and can create a lot of things, good and bad. And enough people put energy into something, like the um, genius loci. Am I saying yeah. that right? I'm not sure. I yeah, like so. it's enough people put energy into a place that a, a spirit, so to speak, is created. Yeah. Um, and that's that's one thing I always put forward with crazy wisdom. Like people put so much energy into that place. Every day, it's people bring in spirituality, and that's what kind of what they're there for. It's what draws them to that spot, right? Uh, so, you know, that could be what's going on in in that particular location. Could be happening with other locations, dude. That one I just happen to be very familiar with. Yeah, if if you have enough people with belief coming together, uh, kind of coming together at the polding light, mm -hmm. expecting to see something, expecting to see the same thing, 
yeah, could they be manifesting something? Could that energy be turning into will the wisps or ball lightning or a ball lightning like thing? Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, people people are really powerful. We are incredibly powerful beings. You know, that could be what's going on. It's just, yeah, the regularity is what makes me think maybe multiple things are happening. The regularity and just the variety of the stories. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the location has changed. It has not always been that spot. That was, I, I want to say they said they said the bridge washed out in the 80s. But I can't remember. I don't I, even think I would know where to even start looking that up. Yeah, that's probably not something that's going to be easy to find. I wasn't given the impression it was like a major bridge. I mean, there are no, bridges no. everywhere in Michigan. We covered this in the bridge episode. We did. We had bridges, bridges everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're also a fairly hilly place. Um, the UP, it has uh, many gorgeous, beautiful woods and forests, um, but also mountains. The Porcupine yeah. Mountains are there. So it's a hilly place. It's not flat. Eastern Michigan is, is somewhat flat, but West Michigan, Northern Michigan, the UP are not particularly flat. Yeah, hilly yeah, yeah. and uh the porcupine mountains are gorgeous the up is gorgeous just go to the up <laughs> just, just go and hang out drive around it's beautiful holding light i have no idea but it's really cool yeah i i tell people absolutely like yeah go visit it even if you think it's just headlights like go go look go yeah. see what you think go listen to the stories yeah i but i i'm pretty convinced i'm gonna say flat out i think there's more than one thing going on here I'll agree with that. I think it's a whole bunch of different phenomena, both yeah. terrestrial and maybe not, just coming together and just happen to find the perfect spot. But I, I always find it interesting when, you know, it's like this perfect storm, like all of these things coming together, like, huh. Yeah. Why? <laughs> is this happening in other places and we're not seeing it? We just happen to be seeing it because Paulding Light is known. It's well known. And it's easy to see because you have these like miles of just straight cut through the woods for the power lines oh yeah it's just it's the absolute perfect spot so i'd, I'd love to hear what other people think so I, i'm on the like the google you know when you click on a place and it brings up on the left hand side you know yes reviews yep. and things so from a week ago there's a review that just says it says four stars from a week ago and in all caps it says why doesn't anyone talk about all the disappearances here dating back over a hundred years? What? That's the first I've heard of that. Oh yeah. What? What is this? Tell us more. Who are you person and what? 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've oh, never come across that. Michigan. Um, I do want to say, I love that so the building light, um has a um a tra travel what's the travel site trip advisor trip advisor there's a trip advisor for the poly light yeah i love it i was looking through a bunch of them um because like i said we haven't been there since 2011 and it has four out of five if anyone wants to it's it's um number two of two things to do in polling <laughs> what's the first one uh i don't know <laughs> that's a good question that's we get to Paul. Oh, that's number one of one. Sorry, people from Paulding. Um, I Bond Falls. We were there. Bond Falls. Oh, okay. Which they are beautiful. Um, maybe yeah. that's what washed out this river. I don't know. There's a pretty good picture too if you go to TripAdvisor um, of the track and you can see the light in the distance. Yeah. Um, and you can see how hilly it is. Um, but yeah, people have said said some yeah. things on the the Google one. Someone said lights came very close then disappeared. 
Now, yeah. what their definition of very close is, I couldn't say. I have no idea. Um, I mean, some people were saying, yeah, like it came like right up to the barrier. Don't be a jerk and park in front of the barrier. <laughs> that's what <laughs> one person says. Yeah. Don't sit on your car roof. Yeah, that's a good safety. I'm so intrigued by this guy's review. Oh, yeah. And there's this one, the review's in uh, 2019. So last, uh, about a year ago. And it's, it's titled July 1996, Scariest Trip to See It Ever, all caps. And I've been multiple times since. Um, I think this, this talks about the light coming up closer. Yeah, but it talks about how it's um, white lights and then that kind of fades into red. And so that would be, you know, your headlights, brake lights thing happening, maybe. But she says every time the light reappeared, it moved closer and closer. And then someone offered to go around and then do the flash the headlights thing. And these she's stayed back with her friends. They had a blanket because um, it's a party. It's a uh, party. Bring food, bring booze. Not a lot of booze because you drove there. Okay, so this person says, uh, back then, whenever then is, right. uh, she hasn't said. Oh, 96? Okay. Um, so back then, where the creek is now, so there's a creek there, it used to be a ravine with a one-person-at-a-time walking path across it. Okay, so they walked across this, um, looking for the light. The vehicle kept sporadically flashing their lights to tell us they could see us, but we didn't see them. Um, she says we didn't, but I'm saying we didn't see them. Mm-hmm. After about a half hour or so, we headed back to our vehicle. We got to the ravine, and I decided to go across first. I made it about a quarter of the way across the path when all of a sudden, my friends told me to stop. I stopped and asked them what was up, why did I need to stop. Um, they told me the red light was to my left in the ravine. Hmm. I froze. Not even a second after they said that, a small ball of bright white light jumped onto the walking path, not even three feet in front of me, blocking my way across. The temperature went from around 70 degrees um to it was so cold we could see our breath i freaked out backstepped till i reached my friends within a few moments the light disappeared again and we hightailed it back up the hill to our vehicle people in the vehicle said they had just seen the light bigger brighter and closer to them than it had been all night been there multiple times since and have never had another experience like that weird yeah and that that's kind of in the vein of some of the stories we were hearing when we were there of you know making out in the car right back when you could drive down there and, and clearly the train has changed because, like, people we talked to said the train had changed, this bridge had washed out. This person is saying in 96, you used to be able to go across the ravine, now you can't, there's a creek there. And we know that the roads have changed, as you said, in kind of the top of the episode. You so are essentially, in- what, I'm, what I'm kind of gathering from all of these different testimonies about this light is that it's personal. Yeah. It yeah. does something different for every group of people that's there maybe not every group but like it does something different for a lot of different groups of people that have visited over the decades yep sounds like it because yeah this was 96 that's pretty recent the folks we talked to they were talking 60s 70s yeah yeah i think all of their stories were 70s um this person says i don't know again they don't know when this was they posted it in 2018 but it says i was 19 and visiting with three friends from rhinelander we saw the light. It was unbelievable. We felt like it hovered around our car and then chased us to the highway and turned bright red. Oh my gosh. Again, I mean, could these people be lying? Yeah. But there are certain things who people who don't believe tend to say that yeah. I feel like give them away because and there's a certain understanding that people have that are in the kind of paranormal community yeah. that people who are outside of it don't. They don't know the vocabulary. They don't know how things you know, supposedly function. They just make shit up that sounds oh, sure. really wild. So I feel like when people get make stuff up, they often kind of give themselves away in that way. 
um, like the movie Paranormal Activity gives itself away. They got a lot of things that I was like, yeah, that is exactly what people say happens in haunted houses. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But then there were like other things that kind of gave it away as well. This is clearly. And whenever I say that to people who aren't believers, they're like, well, how do you know? How do you know it wasn't real? I'm like, because I've read countless books on this phenomenon. <laughs> you're like look this is what i do like (laughs) you know that's i've heard countless stories and none of these stories that i've heard match up with what's shown in the movie right do they do a really good job of making it look like a haunted house yeah absolutely but then it it goes it like jumps the shark i guess at a certain point yeah well you know it's a horror movie right exactly all right well i don't know i think that might be it we might have exhausted everything that we can yeah that's fun i i definitely suggest people like go to go to TripAdvisor and uh and read some of the stories it's fun everyone like everyone says it's fun no one says oh that's just bullshit or you know whatever like no one is angry yeah yeah it's people are having a good time i would say maybe don't go there in winter just because it's going to be very cold yeah um probably icy snowy um not as safe as going in the summertime um so yeah if you're gonna go go in the summer but yeah bring bug spray yeah, bring some drinks, bring some snacks. Um, yeah, hang out. Bring a telescope, bring binoculars. Be prepared to pee in the woods. Yeah, have fun with it. Do it. It's fun. Absolutely, it's fun. It's so much fun. All right. In conclusion, yeah. who knows what it is? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, my my personal belief is that it's we've got multiple things happening here. Oh, it's, yeah. It's not just headlights. There could be headlights involved, perhaps. Um, since, I mean, they, they had that, excuse me, they had that telescope trained on an intersection that they could see from the that been called the lookout point um mm-hmm. that was clearly aimed at something but i wish i mean without actually being there i don't know what he actually was was um looking at it was just they showed you well here's the telescope all set up and if you look through here you can see this intersection and you can see some cars go by uh, that was it and when you're watching that on a video it's not super helpful I would, I would have liked to see, like, okay, where is it angled? What are you looking at? What's the intersection? Mm. Like, what am I looking yeah. at? Which the video just, it wasn't long enough. No, it's like a two minutes. Yeah, it's not Yeah, it's not very long. And they weren't doing, like, an in-depth kind of thing. It was just kind of a fun no. thing I think a professor was doing with the students. But they didn't look too far into it. They literally just set up a telescope, saw cars, and called it good. <laughs> they didn't investigate these claims of, you know, light dancing on the on the power lines they didn't investigate these you know lights actually coming up to people coming up to cars they didn't look into any of that right they just set up a telescope that was yeah and then a whole lot of articles took that for the end all be all because i was reading a few just now and it's like you know the now disproven or the now like explained paulding light and it would refer to the michigan tech thing i'm like but they didn't but but they did one experiment. Right. Like, what about <laughs> all the other stories? <laughs> they did one. Let's do multiple. Yeah. So that that's what kind of bugged me about that. And you're, and you're right. People took it as like, oh, well, it's explained. There you go. That's what it yep. was. Like, wait, so, so wait. lights were dancing along the power line? Yeah. Like, how did the car get up there? That's weird. <laughs> like, we need to, uh, we need to do a lot a lot more experimenting with this guys like we're not done yeah and there was some guy in what a tiny car that was zooming around other cars while the teenagers were making out at the bridge like i think we would have noticed if it was (laughs) like an hv with a headlamp i think they would have figured that out i agree 
so yeah there's stuff here that people haven't really haven't much investigated certainly factor fake tried but um but it's yeah. a tv show and i'm sorry I, I take it with a grain of salt just by virtue of you being a television show <laughs> so yeah that's that's the paulding light go check it out yeah that's the paulding light yeah, if, if anyone else has any theories on on what it could be or stories that they've heard i'd love i'd love to hear them because i i it's such a a beloved i'm yeah. i would say part of michigan folklore especially in the up because like so many people were aware of it up there and honestly i was expecting when we went up if, if we mentioned it i was going to expect people to be kind of like disgusted with us oh god these damn tourists coming up here trying oh, to see yeah. damn light in the woods yep. but no it was i felt it was very much the opposite it was a beloved story people were pretty good natured about it they're like oh, i don't know what it is could it be headlights i don't know I've had some really weird experiences I don't feel are, are explained by headlights. So yeah, I mean, some people I'm sure are certainly annoyed by it, but I expected a lot more people to be annoyed than turned out to be. I was definitely very uh, nervous about saying the real reason we were there. Like the real reason we were in the UP was to take yeah. our like whirlwind ghost tour, essentially, is what we did. Yeah, and everybody was just like, oh yeah, the Paulding Light. Like this is, you know, it, it's... Our mascot almost yeah it's very well known and it seems to be like a beloved little thing they were very open to it and i wonder if that does kind of come from that culture of like kind of a rugged culture where you're when I mean, you are kind of away from civilization a little bit your oh, main yeah. is the ocean lots of people who live by well, not the ocean the lake but a lot of people who live by water tend to be kind of uh, superstitious so well yeah, it's so it's fairly kind of religious area too because yeah. it is an older culture that has kind of been maintained unlike yeah um some places more around detroit where it's much newer and modern and things are changing and evolving yeah and and i mean with the industries that were up there like logging like lumberjacks logging. and stuff have their own whole like pantheon yeah of of crazy monsters and miners and miners, miners are very superstitious so yeah you have a lot of superstitious cultures up there mining shipping lumberjacks yeah absolutely so yeah it's a it's a very friendly place i every time i go up there everyone is just so friendly and open and yeah it's great um all right well i think that's it thanks for listening thanks to kellowin for his great awesome music that we use as our intro uh thanks to eric honky for the cleanups that he does on our podcast which he makes them sound nice and pretty it makes us sound nice and pretty he is available for hire if if you would like to make your stuff sound wonderfully pretty we can we can get you in contact should we talk about patreon i'm working on patreon i have it up right now i'm hoping to record some stuff soon it which it will be up before this airs um but we've got some um some good ideas for for content in mind so you can definitely check us out well then go check out our patreon we have one <laughs> look up bonus material yes we're we're not asking for a lot of money right now though it would be nice to make this self-sufficient at the very least that is my my first goal is to make the podcast self-sufficient yeah that would be great and that oh, would yeah. just be that'd be amazing we're starting uh, all just one dollar a month you'll have access to bonus material i would yep. like to have um scripts ready i've i've started some work on that what turned out transcribing was uh, a little more difficult than I thought it was going to be, though I did figure out some tricks. So, um, so hopefully I'll have transcriptions up there, um, some bonus material. We want to record some spooky uh, stories for people. 
uh, we were brainstorming today. So yeah, we'll we'll have some stuff up there by the time this this launches. Absolutely. By the time season two is ready. Yeah, go check us out. Um, buy our book. We have a book coming out called Fairy Tales Punked. Yep, check it out. It's it's good times. I'm really excited to share it with everyone. I helped uh, proof it, so I've read every story in it, and it's fun. There yes. are some dark stories. It's it's definitely darker than Queen of Clocks. Queen of Clocks was kind of more fun. There's a dark tale in it. For the most part, it has a lightheartedness to it that um, uh, Fairy Tales Punked is. It gets kind of dark. Yeah, it's a good balance, but it definitely goes darker than than Queen of Clocks did. It's and I love good, it. It's, it's fantastic. I'm here for all of it. Yes. Yeah. It's so just steampunk. There's there's diesel punk. There's clock punk. All kinds of stuff. It's great. It's a really good good collection, and it has pictures. Okay. So thanks for listening, and as always, happy haunting. <laughs>